whether or not we all realize it, those of us who serve the Lord are participating in the most epic adventure of all time, space, and history. I think it's about time that we start celebrating the miraculous and wonderful ways that God touches our lives in everyday circumstances. I'm Karen Pennington, and this is Daily Adventures in Grace. Pennington here and those of you who are watching on YouTube can see a little bit of my holiday mess in the background. I've told you, I've mentioned before that this office is also a guest bedroom which is also a workshop at Christmas time as you can see behind me if you're watching YouTube. There's a lot of holidays that we celebrate particularly this time of year that's why they call it the holidays a lot of times. I still like to say Merry Christmas you know because that's the that's a big one. It's the thing we should be celebrating pretty much all year. But, you know, this whole holiday business has gotten a little out of hand. And I'm not even talking about the Christmas season. You know, every day of the year is like multiple holidays. There's like cheese day. There's name of food. There's a day for it. There's probably an eggnog day. I don't know. Um, today, I looked it up. Oh, my makeup's all messed up again. Uh, I looked it up. And just one quick search, I found 13 different holidays for today, December 21st. Uh, some of them are kind of fun. Some of them are very pagan. Now, as many of you may know, technically today is the shortest day of the year. At one point, December 25th was the shortest day of the year, and that was what they called the winter solstice, which was a pagan holiday, which celebrated the birth of light because... The winter solstice is the shortest day of the year. So, you know, the day when light is youngest, that must be when it's born, right? Um, that Yule log came from that. It's burning to, you know, like light. Uh, so, uh, you know, a lot of our Christmas traditions are based on paganism. And sometimes we can reclaim that. We can, you know, we have that solstice tree, which we now call the Christmas tree. And we don't bow down to light. We bow down to God who is light. We celebrate everlasting life, which is God. Uh, but I digress a little bit. But uh, So that, that was why Christmas was on December 25th. But now the winter solstice is actually December 21st because it is now the shortest day of the year, you know, a few thousand years later. Uh, it's blue Christmas day for those who are depressed that there's hope beyond that. How silly is that? Humbug day. I think it's funny that it's humbug day, but it's also a look on the bright side day. So I don't know, maybe there's... The humbug people celebrate them and look on the bright side, come bring them up. It's uh, Coquito Day. That's a drink. It's a Mexican festive drink. Or, I'm sorry, Puerto Rican festive drink. Uh, crossword Puzzle Day, Flashlight Day. I guess that goes with Light Day. It's French Fried Shrimp Day. I'm all for that. Yay! I like French Fried Shrimp. Main Day, maybe because of the lighthouse, going back to light. Um, Phileas Fogg, win a wager day. I guess that's some sort of legend, <laughs> some fictional story that they go yay for. Uh, Dalek day. I, if if you know Doctor Who, they had the Daleks, exterminate, exterminate. So we're supposed to celebrate the, the evil nemesis robots of Doctor Who. Uh, I think I got them all. Uh, uh, Yule, I got... Uh, 
then my second favorite, because I'm I'm gonna create a 14th holiday that I've just decided, and it is Short Girl Appreciation Day. <laughs> I'm not short. I'm like exactly average. I'm not tall. I'm not short. I'm five six, exact average. My mother is short. She comes up short, changed to five foot. I think she's four eleven, four ten, something like that. Uh, my daughter, when she was growing up, just thought that when you got old, you got short because all of her grandparents. All of her grandmas that she knew were short. My my husband's grandmother was short. Her, you know, uh, Grandpa Ken's wife Becky was short. Mom was short. So, so uh, she just thought everybody was. She thought I was gonna get short. But short girl appreciation day. I love my mom. She has a great sense of humor. She was a statistician for a while, but on the front of her door it said shortestician. So she self identifies as short. So we're allowed to call her short. Uh, short and sweet both. Uh, but I'll tell you, nobody appreciated that short girl better than my dad. And so, and this actually happens to be what would be my father's 77th birthday. So I am just going to add a holiday to the calendars because if anyone else can make up one, why not? I'm going to call it Charlie Day today because today is my father's birthday. Now my father has been born into heaven. Uh, about six and a half years ago he passed of Alzheimer's. My family had such a wonderful way. Look, my, I'm, I'm really grateful for my family because they look at mourning in such a wonderful way. Uh, there's allowance for tears because we do mourn their passing, but at the same time we celebrate their life and we laugh at them. And My dad left a lot of legacies. Uh, he was a wonderful musician. He could have got a lot of places. Exceptional, exceptional music leader. He could have been a college professor. He could have, um, you know, he just... When he student taught and he paid the money to student teach in college at a high school band area, the teachers gave him back the money and said, we learned more from you. Uh, he told me that a while back and uh, he just had so much potential, but he chose to teach inner city poor kids through the Salvation Army. That was what his passion was. And he changed a lot of lives that way. Uh, he was always present as a father, uh, could be kind of strict, um, always wanting to take teachable moments. I didn't want to learn as much as my dad taught me most of the time, but I learned so many things that were helpful later. I, things that I remember saying, uh, you know, to my dad 15, 20 years later, thinking they were my ideas. I'd go, you know, this? And he'd go, yeah, I told you that 20 years ago. Uh, he, he was just, just had a lot of wisdom and he's a lot of integrity um, a lot of integrity. Not that he didn't make some mistakes. Not that he didn't get on every last nerve of mine when I was a teenager, because that seems to be par for the course that your parents get on your nerves when you're a teenager, and then you get out of the house a little and realize, okay, yeah, they did know way more than me. But uh, he was just—I love my dad so much. He left such a legacy. So much of who I am comes from who he is. Uh, he left a couple other legacies, one of complete silliness. I had certain things that I just coined as Charlie things. There was a certain walk my dad did. It was called, I call, I called it a Charlie walk. He kind of punched his hands in the air. He looked like one of those big Muppets. If you ever seen the Muppet show that just kind of walked around, sort of punched at the air. Then he had a Charlie dance that was kind of like the Charlie walk, but it had a little hip action to it. Just kind of punched at the air, almost like one of those dancers from Charlie Brown, if you've ever seen the Charlie Brown cartoon. Where, doo, 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 doo. But he always like had this um, dance and a song that went with it. Like there was hip action with the punching of the air. Go, doo, 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 doo. Sometimes he'd walk that way. Sometimes the walk would just spontaneously turn into the Charlie dance. 
like a little bounce. And I'll tell you, he was a big guy. Not at, not at the end. Um, he lost a lot of weight through Alzheimer's. But for most of what I remember, he was a big guy. But he was fast. I'd be in an office with him in his office or at church or something. And I'd turn around and turn back and he was gone. I'd be like, wait. He's vaporized just like that and on the other side of the building or I don't know four miles away I don't know how he just was a fast guy, but more than anything Anybody who ever knew my dad for any period of time understands what I mean when I say the Charlie joke It happens sometimes now. I understand the camp where he used to teach music once a year He was so famous that even after he stopped working there They would have campfires and tell Charlie jokes, which of course are the corniest dumbest jokes that you have to either laugh so hard or just leave the room because <laughs> just turn around and leave the room or uh, that's okay too he said the grunts were okay he said the courtesy laughs were the worst if you laughed and you knew you were just laughing out of courtesy that was the worst you had to either groan or leave the room i mean strong he went for strong reactions and he would tell them as these stories and i was younger i didn't know them yet that i would be enwrapped and they'd have a punchline he talked about the man that had gotten into an accident and um, just a serious accident. And um, just the left side of his body was completely paralyzed, completely debilitated. And they weren't sure what was going to happen to him. But he's all right now. But um, he's all right. Get it. Left side of the body. Well, if you don't get it, I can't explain it. But, uh, and he would do that, and sometimes it would take me a second as a kid, but just all these jokes. So even now, if someone tells a dumb, silly, corny joke on Facebook or somewhere on the internet, I'll respond with, Charlie joke. <laughs> sometimes they'll respond with, I miss your dad, he was my friend. But he just, he's a legacy. He had his first, the first birthday he had after he passed, um, my sister was awesome. She brought a cake to my mom's work. And they sat around because they knew him at my mom's work. And they talked about Charlie and told Charlie jokes and silly Charlie stories. <laughs> Sometimes the Charlie dance, which wasn't as popular as the Charlie joke. But I just, I have a lot to remember and celebrate for my dad. And um, I could be one of those people. And sometimes I am. Or I look back and I see, you know, I work in, in the city and um, schools. And you see sometimes very obvious cases of parental neglect. Um, sometimes there's, you know borderline CPS, you know, Child Protective Services calls where, you know, the kids are coming in filthy every day, um, soiled, everything. Um, the parents aren't start doing anything, don't care if the kids come to school and your heart breaks for them and, and you see these kids that are broken and I go, wow, you know, and they just struggle with everything and that could have been me. But for my dad, you know, if it hadn't been for my father's love and my mother's love, if it hadn't been for the way they taught me, I feel pretty smart. I feel pretty confident. My dad always told me I was smart. He sure pushed me hard. But in that, I always knew that he expected more because he knew I could give more. You know, and um, he said, I'm proud of you. And he, we had conversations and he shared wisdom. And, um, you know, my parents' marriage wasn't perfect, but I saw him adoring my mother. I saw him loving my mother. And so that's what I came to expect to be adored and loved just for me, not for perfection, because I'm not. Uh, and there's so much of who I am that is connected, that's so good, that's connected to who my father was and what he did to me. And I think there's something to be said in remembrance of those who brought us and who in a way, I mean, saved us. What does a father do, first and foremost, but protect his children? Um, protect them from ignorance 
protect them from their own dumb decisions. I mean, if it was up to us, would we really go to school every day as a kid? You know, protect us from starvation, protect us from being too cold or too hot, protect us from the elements. Um, they're a protector, right? And there's something in remembering that, you know, and I still, I still do. Um, I still do. And I'm thinking of the Psalms of Ascent again. I've been going through Psalms 120 through 134, which are 15 Psalms called the Psalms of Ascent. Just a quick review. They thought that they, they some of them were written by David, but they were kind of compiled as a list of in, in order 15. It is believed when the Israelites came back from captivity in Babylon, they had been taken into Babylon for 70 years and were brought back. And on their journey back, they said, as legend has it, this is how these 15 were put together. It was also believed by many, as believed by many, that as the Levites ascended the 15 steps into the temple, so as they prepared to meet God's presence, they would say one psalm on each step because most of these psalms are about eight or nine verses. No more than, I think, 18 verses. I'll figure that out at some point. 18 or 19 verses, less than 20 verses. Um, and each one is kind of pithy. Has It's a power-packed, small little container of wisdom. Uh, and it's really about ascent means entering in Jerusalem. Jerusalem is a hill. Uh, the temple 15 steps, but it's really ascending, preparing ourselves to become into the heart of God, this pilgrimage into the heart of God. Uh, we heard that Psalm 120 is a cry for deliverance. 121 is just a cry of confidence about how God will save us, who God is. Uh, 22 is, 122 is a praise for Jerusalem, looking forward to coming home, really. And, uh, 123 is another cry for mercy, but it's a cry of confidence that God is my master, and so God will protect me and God will help me. So I'm crying to him, but I'm crying to him knowing that he's going to save. And so we're on Psalm 124, which is really a psalm of remembrance. Um, and I'm looking at this and I could put my father's name in this. And of course, it's about our Heavenly Father. And it says this, Psalm 124, New Revised Standard Version. If it had not been for the Lord, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when our enemies attacked us, then they would have swallowed us up alive. When their anger was kindled against us, then the flood would have swept us away. The torrent would have gone over us. Then over us would have gone the raging waters. Blessed be the Lord, who has not given us as prey to their teeth. We've escaped like a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken, and we've escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Amen. Here I, you could put a good parent's name in this. And I'm not saying this to be blasphemous because ultimately God is our greatest protector and savior and friend. But if it hadn't been for the, for my dad paying the bills, I'd have been homeless. If it hadn't been for my dad teaching me standards and morals, I would have been without a moral compass. Now, of course, my mom gets a lot of credit here too. They were a team. Um, but since it's Charlie Day, we'll focus on Charlie. All these things that would have happened to me if I hadn't had parents who loved me. And so I'm grateful because I know I couldn't have done this on my own, but God sent me people to help me. It's a good thing to remember, right? Because the opposite of this is um, either woe is me or great is me. Same sin of pride, different aspects. And then we'll really get to mess things up if we think we're the ones that can steer our own ship. 
been there, done that, and have you done that? So today, I thank God for an earthly father who had flaws and who sometimes made me angry, but who loved me well and loved me consistently, always showed up, and uh, along with my mother taught me what it really meant to be a decent, good human being and to be faithful to God. And I thank the Lord for a heavenly father who is perfect, who is flawless, who does complete me in every way that we can't complete ourselves. What has God saved you from? It's a challenge today. What has God sent you? Who has God sent you to celebrate? Today, let's not just celebrate the birth of the Savior, but all of the gifts that come. Today is not really the birth of some sort of unpersonal light force. But why not celebrate the light of the world today and every day? Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you've always been light. Thank you that you shine bright in dark times. Thank you, Lord, for those you send us who need to point us to you and who do point us to you. And thank you for being you, Lord. May we remember, may we recognize, may we celebrate, may we understand that everything, everything good and holy in our lives is you. In your name, amen. Be blessed, my friends, and happy Charlie Day.